Welcome back to the Echoing Christ podcast. Today we're going to be looking at the question, what's next? After you have read some scripture, maybe even read the entire Bible, how do we look into applying it and how do we keep moving into a closer relationship with the Lord and how can we share that relationship with others? Please listen in today. I mean, we're just, we're cold opening in this. At this yeah, point. just oh shoot, we're Wait, on. Who no, licked, we're on. Hold on, this oh. is important. Who licked the microphone? No, it's the Alex's monster. Okay, oh, so I I guess I spilled that on there. All right, welcome back to the Echoing <clears throat> Christ podcast. Today we are joined with a special special guest, Mr. AJ Coulter. How does it feel to be on the podcast finally? Hi guys. You finally decided to wake up on time for an episode, even though That's it's three forty-five. Or four, it's actually four. Okay, I'll tell you what, I took a nice nap when I got home. Oh, I vacuumed and then I took a nap. I did chores. But it's like to still be, still live under your parents' roof. You did doing that. I had to vacuum because I have, I have a Christmas to host. chores. <laughs> Alright, so today, as we completely sound like we have no clue what we're about to talk, out, talk about. Talk out. So, I just finished reading the entire Bible with my wife. Um, so... The topic of today is after you've read all 66 books, all 1,189 chapters of the Bible. Question. How long did that take you? I don't interrupt. It took a year. It's the Bible in a year. Hmm. So, anyway, so the topic of today and what we're going to be talking about is just what do you do after you finish reading the Bible? Just applying that knowledge? How do you continue to grow? Because, I mean, I've... I heard someone say this. They're like, you can only, you only need to read the Bible once. It doesn't change, mm. which I would completely disagree with. So mm-hmm. um, I'll say I'll open up the floor to whoever kind of has some thoughts about what you should do, where you should kind of go next after you've read through the Bible. Well, Genesis. I mean, it's back to the start. <laughs> do it again. Well, I mean, it's like once you read something once and you go back through it, you see a double meaning. You, you see something you didn't see before. Mm-hmm. I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> if he would finish eating his brownie before he had recorded. I, listen. I was listening to a song by someone who I won't name, but I was listening to his song. No, no, not that. Um, but I was listening to his song, and I noticed that... Almost every single line has a double meaning, and each time I listen to that song, I hear a different take of it. Like, um, uh, what's one of them? Um, hold on, uh, I'm thinking, hold on, brain cells are gone. You ever, you ever, like, you know when the TV show Family Feud, when you can't answer a question, how there's a uh-huh. pass? Yeah. I think that's what we're yeah, at. Yeah, okay. Yes. All right, oh, AJ, as, as, you're, as you're meditating on that, I'm going to speak a little bit about meditation. <laughs> so the Buddhist understanding of the word meditation is not what you see in the scripture. So in Joshua, when it says, like, blesses the man who meditates on God's law day and night, that's different from reading. All right? It doesn't say the one who reads the law. It's the one who meditates on it. So when you say what's next after we've read the scriptures, you have the narrative. I remember whenever I was in high school, you know, I had never read through the entire scripture, 
you know, by like sophomore year. And I just was like, I just want like a general like grasp of the whole narrative and, you know, kind of disciplined myself and, and got through it. And I was like, okay, I like, I got it. But now it's like the temptation would be to pull back be like, okay, now I don't have to like dive as deep. But really now's your chance to dive even deeper and steep on that um, scripture. So maybe the illustration is like a tea bag in hot water. I've used that before. Um, if you just put the tea bag in there for like a few seconds and then move on to the next verse, a few seconds, a few seconds, a few seconds, and you have a different cup every time, you you're not going to have tea. Yeah, you're, you're going to have really crappy tea, you know. But if you let it steep in there, you get it real nice and dark, you're going to be ready you're gonna be caffeinated yeah. up bro <laughs> you put a little sugar in there too add some prayer oh man you're ready to go that's like southern style sweet tea country living scripture I found it. living okay but so so that would be one thing i would say instead of just reading meditating on it steeping in it and saying how can i apply it aj um he says, quote, this bar is over your head, so you better have arms if you're going to pull up. Mm. Now, in yeah. music language, that means, hey, if you're going to try to fight me, you mm -hmm. better make sure you have a gun mm -hmm. before you pull up. Mm -hmm. Another meaning was a literal pull-up bar. Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> If you can see AJ's face right now, like he was he like, to understand. that was well, amazing. Why did it take so long to bring that point? <laughs> I couldn't remember, because I, I couldn't remember the bar. So, getting us back on, back on the my, track here. My point is, every time you, you read or listen to something, you'll have a different take of it if you're actually paying attention. Which leads me to my first point of what I actually wrote down for my notes would be like you're like actually like doing a Bible study because Tozer talks about too many people read the Bible to finish the Bible. You don't read it with the intent to actually know the contents of it, but instead just to say I read mm. through my Bible. <clears throat> I mean, I say Riley, I know how seasoned, much more seasoned of a Christian you are than some younger people or people your age. I mean, I'm sure a lot, you've probably read through your Bible from cover to cover once, but, I mean, I'm sure you spend a lot more time now actually studying it and looking deeper into what the scripture is kind of trying to tell you. Yep. I haven't read through Yup. I literally just set you up and you just said yep. Listen, I'm not going to lie, I haven't read through the whole Bible because, okay, well. Because. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's just... Way to dismiss it. You know, the way it was set up. I didn't like the plane that I was on. It was really everywhere. Just everywhere. How do you mean? Expound. <coughs> you would read Genesis. You would read Matthew. Then you would read a psalm. Mm -hmm. And that was your daily reading. Mm -hmm. I didn't really yeah. like that. And then they switched that up. That's weird. Biblia... Biblica. Or Biblica. Yeah, Charity and I did that when we were freshmen in high school. Or college. Freshman in college. And it was all online on my phone. Yeah. And it was hard to read it all on my phone. It's hard to get a grasp of the Genesis narrative. Like, that's yeah. what I wanted to do. I wanted mm -hmm. to, to put the pieces together and be able to connect it. But when you're reading one about either the flood or something like 
that in Genesis, you hop over yeah. to Jesus being born, mm-hmm. and then you go to Psalm, yeah. and it's David just crying out to the Lord, and you're mm-hmm. like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I will say that you is really difficult. You really have to take notes. If you don't you have, have a... to know where you are. Yes. Well, I don't know. I think back to what my dear old teacher, Mr. Kring, would say. When you're trying to like memorize something and actually learn it, Flipping between tasks is definitely not the way to go about that. If you're multitasking, it is terrible it, for It might brain. help somebody else, but I'd rather just read it you know, front to back. Well, mm-hmm. I, I think things like that are for particular sets of people. Yeah. But one good tool, and Kelsey actually has it. She hasn't got to start it because we were just focusing on reading the Bible, but I know she's going to read it next year. I think it's Tara Lee Cobble, and it's the Bible recap. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing that she did this year. It's the Bible in a year, but it's broken up into different ways and, like, just studying all of the scriptures in a year. And so things like the Bible recap, just uh, MacArthur has a commentary. I think it's, like, a 33-volume commentary. Never read it because I don't have enough money to buy that. Um, <laughs> but commentaries, I'm sure Kinzer would attest to that, mm-hmm. that, like, those are great tools to help you study the Bible. Yeah. Um, Dean, how do you, I mean, if, when it comes to studying the Bible for you, like, how do you go about doing it? Uh, definitely finding a quiet time and making sure you don't have any distractions mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you get distracted by one thing, one, the devil uses that, oh, that clock's ticking and you can hear it, I'm going to use that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but it's, um, another thing is just being able to have an open mind and <coughs> really be able to dig into mm-hmm. what God is telling you and what he wrote mm-hmm. and intended this passage or whatever it is you're reading. Mm-hmm. what you're trying to point out so and we mentioned this this morning actually in Sunday school um, some people were uh, talking about audio books and how that's kind of how they study guess how many hours it is in your own mind how many hours do you think of listening time to go through the whole Bible you guys guess I mean, round table guess here 10 hours I mean just listening yeah. it on a non-stop yeah if you were just non-stop listening to it the whole Bible. I, Just at a normal speed, I'd say maybe day and a half. Okay. I'm going to guess longer than that. To give you an actual representation, I couldn't. But mm-hmm. I know that sometimes like single individual chapters take like three minutes Yeah. when I'm listening to it on like the Bible app. So being that there's over 1,100, I, I'm guessing closer to like... 1200 hours I know that okay. not hours maybe not that much sorry <laughs> Riley what's your guess 672 hours <laughs> alright it is alright so a little that's four weeks of straight listening it's 72 hours is it right hey that was pretty I was hours. only 600 off wait did I even let you guess I did I said 10 hours oh okay I went the lowest sorry. Yeah. hey I, I got I just, closest yeah. So, so like it for three days, if you were just nonstop listening, you could. Before, yeah, and obviously, no you one's gonna. gonna be, <laughs> no one's gonna do that. But here's the here's the fact. This was t- from 2016. Back then, the average family um, spent that amount of time, about 72 hours, in like three weeks on media. So like, if you were to take all your media time out, seven. Wait, 72 over three weeks. Yeah. Think on media. Think about it. That's, That's chump change. We're, yeah, but we're not talking about you, AJ. <laughs> Listen, you know I spend 48 hours daily. Yeah. What? Well, it's just like an average family in America. You know? Like, if you would take out the media time and spend it just listening to the Bible, you could... So, so that's all that to say. That's remarkably low. I, I think it'd be higher. Well, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not going to sit here and do the math. All yeah. That. So That's 24 hours a week divided up. Yeah. 24. Seven, yeah. Which so is roughly like four. Oh well, if that's yeah, that's kind three. of low. It's three. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a little. But especially if you have like a family four, of like if you have maybe. An iPad kid. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But one thing I think we don't do when reading the Bible and Kinzer, you've been like great about like teaching us as a youth group this. When just asking God to impart mm-hmm. wisdom too when you're studying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. To see what's deeper than just at surface level. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that's so pivotal because it kind of goes back to AJ's point. There are so many things that you might see on a surface level, mm-hmm. but, but when you, you dive deeper, dig deeper into it, there's more to it than yeah. you could have yeah. imagined. This is James, exactly what he said, James one twenty five. But the one who looks intently mm-hmm. at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it. Not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in whatever he does. So it's intently looking at it. One other tool that I think is good, um, I would suggest people find one. I have a 365-day um, devotional. Sometimes you can find like week-long ones, but I have one for every day. Mm-hmm. Kelsey and I have one that's 52 weeks long. It's for couples. It's also... That's your 65 days. I know, but it's we do one week at a time. You don't do it every day, right? <laughs> your, your homeschooling got you there. That's also a year. I mean, he's right. He's right, but so devotionals, I think, are a great tool. Yeah. Um, I mean, you get a little bit of scripture. Mm-hmm. You can see how another person's life can apply to a bit of like they'll mm-hmm. use a biblical story that ties with it. Yeah. And it. Because obviously I think sometimes we read scripture, it's a little bit hard because you look at the times you live in Mm -hmm. versus like what David lived in versus what Jesus was alive for versus Mm -hmm. Paul. And it's like, okay, I'm not seeing these exact things. But then you can also, you can see how other people, better theologians have Mm -hmm. made the connection there for you. And it's kind of like, okay, I can see that more now. So I think some study material like devotionals, I know mine's been extremely helpful for me. Um, cause then, I mean, like the basketball ministry we have, I can pull stories from that and mm-hmm. use them as teaching points for kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think like the teachers that God has given us in the church today and the accessibility <laughs> of them, you know, like you can just go buy books. You like, I go to Barnes and Noble and like, I want to like cry all the books that I need to read that I want to read that I like don't have time to, yeah. you know? It's <clears throat> like there are so many helpful Kim, resources. Kinzer walks into the Barnes and Nobles and just starts bawling. Like for real. Like there are so many helpful teachers that God's given us to help us understand Him. And like you said, if you're not quite, well, how did I don't really? I'm not feeling where David was. Well, there's someone who's ten years older than you writing exactly. where you're at right I'm, now. I'm curious as if as if because um, the Bible's been around for two thousand plus years. Mm-hmm. Are there still layers that we're missing? No. No, it's complete. We got 66 books. Well, I mean, like, I know the Bible is complete, uh-huh. but, like, have we figured out what each thing means? Yeah, so, so yeah, there's going to be some people who would have divergent views, but there would be a truth claim on every single verse. Like, say, this is what this is referring to and people might interpret them differently but yeah that's kind of the nature of truth there it comes evident 
there's a doctrine called the perspicuity of Scripture, which means that Scripture is plain and understandable. Perspicuity? Perspicuity is a big word. That's acute understanding. Perspicacious is the regular word. There what you go. The f- yeah. <laughs> okay. Welcome what? to the podcast. <laughs> Those are some big words. Where we some take some big words and make them simple. But, um, which actually, what you just talked about, books being in Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. reading, as you got, as most of the podcast knows, has been something I've been really big on this year. But um, I've got a, I've made a list of about seven different authors. I know you would have probably some other people mm-hmm. to say if anybody else has any others. But I would suggest for the podcast listeners, if you're looking, don't really know, like, is this a credible source? Should I listen to them? Don't really know where to start. I would say books by Augustine, John Piper, um, John MacArthur, C.S. Lewis, Billy Graham, Luther, and like Dietrich Bonhoeffer would be a great place to start for you. Um, some of them might seem dry. I know for me, the first time reading Lewis was a little bit hard. Listen, but just just keep listen it. to C.S. Lewis's voice. Yeah. Then play his voice through your head while you're reading. It's really simple. Interesting. I prefer to read and not listen to audiobooks. But no, 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 no. C.S. Lewis. No, I, you I learn his voice. Yeah. And when you're reading, you read his voice. Yeah. It's a lot more interesting. Interesting. Kinzer, do you have any other um, suggestions? I mean, one to so like one preacher that you could just, if you're like, I'm not going to read, I'm honest, I'm not even going to read. If you are like into YouTube, you can go watch a guy named Paul Washer. I really enjoy him. Another guy named Vody Bauckham. B-A-U-C-H-A-M. Vody's written a lot of great books also on the family and marriage and the gospel. Um, David Platt is another young guy. Um, he does a lot of mission work. Um, he's he's really helpful in helping young people find their calling also. He's um, really easy to, to listen to, too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's very passionate. Another guy would be um, Mark Dever. Um, he's uh, really helpful in church ministries. Um, yeah, there, there's lots of them. But once you kind of get down the train, you're like, okay, I, I kind of see who these guys are, yeah. who who's a safe pick. And I think you'll like hear, like, I know I think it's either MacArthur. I think it's MacArthur. I've heard him talk, say or Piper, like they'll talk about Lewis or they'll talk about Luther yep. or Augustine. It's like, okay, like if you trust this guy and they're recommending this person, yeah. then someone else is good to listen to. Another huge one is he just has recently died, but R.C. Sproul, um, he stood very faithfully for the truth. And those are all like recent, yeah. but you can go back to any, basically any of the Puritans are great people to read um, devotionally. A to read. A little harder. Let me just say, like, um, what, John Bunyan's book, I can't think yeah. of what it's called. Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wildest book, hardest thing for me to actually <laughs> listen to that one. And then Troy Bartos blew my mind. He's like, you know he never left the city. And I was like, no, completely lost me there, Troy. You gotta watch the movie. <laughs> never watched that's the one, movie. That's one of those where it's like, the book, uh-huh. the movie, pretty much, I'd say the same. I've never read the book, I'm going to speak out and just say that they're the same. Oh, <laughs> Never seen one of them. And I but... can understand anybody who's talking from the book because I've seen the movie. Mm, there's not a scene where I'm like, mm, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. There's not that many scenes. I mean, there are, but they're very stark, very memorable. Like, I need. I want to read it again. It's the second most read. What's it called? Book. The, the Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah. It's oh. the second most published and read book behind the Bible in the world. 
because so I think I learned read that it. in history. Didn't yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know how much you know about the story of Bunyan, but didn't he write that while he was in prison? Yeah. And they literally left his jail. I think from what Troy told me, they left his jail cell unlocked, left the key there. Like yep. they were like, all you have to do is basically Stop. sign this, saying you're not ever going to talk about like yep. the gospel and about God. Mm-hmm. And he spent seven plus yep. years writing this book in yep. prison and would not leave. Exactly. And he yeah. had, like, family. Yeah. He had daughter. Like, he, he had a bunch of daughters, mm-hmm. and they were, like, crying. Like, they were outside the prison, like, Dad, like, come home. Mm-hmm. And he he didn't. He stayed true. That's, like, a really hard decision. Yeah. Like, can I just imagine Ellison, like, you just want to go embrace your daughter, but it's like, I love Jesus more than you. No apologies. I was going to say sorry, but I'm not <laughs> apologizing. It's true. I also, you kind of mentioned it there with YouTube, and it's something that this day and age has that, like, my father being 64. Yeah, I just called him out like that. Um, <laughs> being 64 wouldn't have had. I mean, you have YouTube at your disposal. I mean, mm-hmm. so you well, can, I mean, you have the entire internet in your yeah, pocket. So you can watch sermons, and you can look up other preachers' sermons. You have podcasts. And you have all these study tools, like where people, I know, like you all hear me talk about it so much, uh, the Becoming Something podcast. I go mm-hmm. back and I listen to our own episodes. Um, trying to think of who else. The Bible Project does mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, like that, and that's a great resource in and of itself. Oh, yeah. I know Bible Project they also. just, oh, yeah. one, they talk about every book of the Bible, but then mm-hmm. they also talk about certain, like, subjects of the Bible. Like, we thought our words were big. Yeah. <laughs> and I know have an and, illustration for you to explain yeah. it. It's really awesome. Well, not on their podcast. Oh, their podcast. And I know no. for a fact. <laughs> too smart. I know for a fact everyone listening to this podcast has access to YouTube. I wouldn't. I don't know. Well, and they do. They're, they're if they're listening to us. If they're listening to this podcast, they have access to YouTube. Yeah, but do they, know how, to, do they know how to use it? Is the next question. All right, so first you're going to open up your browser. Yeah, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> um, so another thing, like when you're rereading the Bible and it might be getting dry, I just have a list of things here, and this is from Don Whitney, who he is the professor for personal spiritual disciplines at Southern Seminary. So like this is his expertise. So he's basically when things get dry and you need to get it going again, so here's some ideas. One, you can just emphasize different words in the text. So just try to like see what's like the main point of this and then really just focus in on one little part of the text and try to understand that. Two, he said you can rewrite the verse or phrase in your own words. Like write it down, like how, do, how would I say this? Three, formulate a principle from the text. What does it teach? Four, think of an illustration of the text. So if you are going to preach it, give it, give a visual. Um, five, look for applications. Six, ask how the text points to the law or the gospel. So how does this point to the law or the gospel? Seven, how does it point to Jesus? Eight, ask what question is answered or problem is solved by the text. Nine, pray the text. Ten, memorize the text. And then eleven, I like this one. Also, you create an artistic expression of the text. So a song, you write a poem, you write a, you have a sketch, a drawing, and it helps imprint that on your heart and mind. 
um, write a rap, whatever, you know, about the about the text. And then the, yeah, the last one here is set a minimum number of insights that you have to draw from the text. So at Dallas Theological Seminary, when the students go to their New Testament class, um, they, they do it every year, I guess. Um, they go to Acts 1-8, which is like um, when the Holy Spirit comes, you'll receive power to be my witnesses and here, there, and everywhere, like Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And they have to, the first day, the professor says, you have to come back with 25 different insights from this text next time to class. And then they're like, okay, you know, and they're like talking, they get to class, like, man, I was like, when I got to like 17, I was like, man, I can't think of any more. And the professor says, does everyone have their 25? And he's like, okay, another 25. 25 from the same more text. from the same verse, one text, and you have uh, one week to do it. And he comes back again, and the record at Dallas is 600 insights from one verse from a student. Wow, who was that? I don't know who I'm was. just going to say, I'm already... <laughs> doubt. What did you say? X to doubt. I'm just going to say this. I'm putting money on it. He has Puritan lineage in his blood. <laughs> because if you know anything about Puritans, they will take one word or yes. one verse and write a 300-page book. For John sure. Piper is an amateur compared to them <laughs> at ringing things out. I'm just making it's that comment. Like, they talk about like the Puritans will just write, write yes. about one yes. verse. Yeah, dude. And I'm struggling to write a sermon about like seven verses. <laughs> Can we get a sneak peek? What's it it on? I'm just saying, like in like writing the one sermon I've written, like in comparison to like their ability to do so much more off just Uh, one. Well, I've already heard that one though. Were you? uh, You were there. I was there. What were you gonna say, Riley? Sometimes it is a struggle. There are certain parts of the Bible. I know you. The last one that I I did (laughs) preached a totally wrong. I think the style was wrong. Oh, okay. I thought you were. I, I thought. No, no, no. Yeah. I thought. I thought what I taught was good. Yeah. But it could have well, been taught. I was gonna say style. if you if you screwed up, I don't think anybody caught it. Well, I, but the Bible does tell us that like all scripture needs to be taught. So, right. Mm-hmm. All yeah. scripture does need to be taught, but not all scripture needs to be taught the same way. No, correct. I'd give you that mm-hmm. one. Uh, I th- yeah. Yeah. I think that's why it's good to have multiple people come up and preach. Like mm-hmm. you can just see different opinions. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess not, not opinions. opinions. Yeah. Dude, styles. <laughs> you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the way I heard it, one of my professors said, it's good to see the breath of God in different instruments. It's like writing a paper and then having multiple people look over that paper. You can, like, have people put, like, that's not a good analogy, I think. It's but. like an orchestra. Yeah. All the instruments are playing the right tune, mm-hmm. but they're all different. They're harmonizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, just like maybe moving away from like just the Bible, what's next? But like after you've read the Bible, you probably have a lot of sin that's reared its ugly head in your life. And you're like, crap, I need to deal with this, you know. So maybe what's next is you just being alone with the Lord. And maybe instead of like spending 45 minutes reading, maybe... 35 minutes of that is just like you and God just like working it out and just really getting close with him and confessing it all up. I was just talking with a widow at our church and she and I were talking about how easy it is to be just like one step out 
of the center of God's will for your life. And like, but she just, she was just kept saying, he's like, when you abide in him, that's where the peace is and that's where the fruit is. And she's like, but so many times I'm just one step out. And I was like, me too. Um, so that might be what's next for you. When they say Satan doesn't care how you fall. Yeah. Just that you fall. Yep. For sure. Um, so yeah, it could just be the, the confessing of sin to Christ and asking him to make you pure and get you where you need to be. Well, prayer is just like, that, that's, that needs to go right along with your reading. Mm-hmm. That just prayer in itself is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I recently just came to the realization, like, I got all this, like, this, uh, just like, I don't even know how long it was, probably four or five months, of like, deep diving into like the spiritual side of Christianity mm-hmm. along with it. I'm like, Satan can hear my plans when I pray to God out loud. <laughs> so I did mm-hmm. for months. Yeah. And it almost, I, I put God back in the Bible. Mm. I trapped him mm-hmm. into normal, yeah. just, just a book. Yeah. And something I would think. It was almost yeah. like my subconscious, like, mm-hmm. I'm just talking, like yeah. not even talking. I'm in my head getting yeah. sidetracked to my prayers. Yeah. And it wasn't until I just took a step and I just like literally cried out to God like personally like I was yeah. It's like talking to God. Yeah. You're never going to have that personal co- co- mm. connection until you are just right there speaking yeah. to God just you mm. and God and you are just with him. You can feel yeah. his mm. presence a lot more. Mm-hmm. When you're just physically crying out to God. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, like <coughs> Just, if you don't really know how to pray much, just, like, just start, like, talking to, just start talking to him, you know? Just start going and read a psalm and then just keep talking. Like, cry out to him. It, it's really not that complicated of a thing. And so many are, are fearful of it because when they hear pastors come before the church and pray, you know, it's very, like, structured, it seems. And... Prayers before the congregation need to be more structured like that. But when you're just alone with the Lord, that's you crying out to Him, like you just said. Like that's that's where it gets real. Like if you're if you're not praying, like you know, work out your salvation with fear yeah. and trembling. Like, yeah. and yeah, it's very that, easy. If that doesn't light your fire. Too. Like, yeah, that was at night that uh, Zach taught. On, on Hebrews and faith, and was like, mm-hmm. like yeah. God is just working faith back into me. It's like, mm. just yeah, I had like no drive for Christianity for like self, it's like mm. a depression, for, like three months. It's like, what am I even doing? Mm. And then you know, God just kept pounding it back into me. You need mm. to get back into teaching. You need mm. to actually care about yourself because like my last sermon was boring. It was dry. Because I honestly gave it about two hours into writing it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and once you stop caring, once the that you don't feel like you God, looked just, at it more of an assignment than yeah. an actual. And if you if mm-hmm. you don't think of it as teaching the living Word of God, that's another thing. With after you've read the Bible, the Bible isn't ever in the past tense. Yeah. Right. It might be talking about events mm-hmm. in the past tense. But there's also a future in the Bible. Oh, yeah. And that it is the living word of God. Mm-hmm. So that's why it has power and why mm-hmm. it's not just literature. Yeah. Yep. And that's why we keep going back to it even after we've read it. Yep. 
So, <coughs> three things left really to talk about. I'm going to put them all three together. I, I was about to, I looked over at your list. I was about to incorporate one of them. Well, so I think they all three kind of go together to an extent, and that's going to be fellow, like three things that you can do, and anybody can do these. It's fellowship, disciple, or, yeah, discipleship, and evangelism. I think they all three tie together really well. And I think, because we've talked about it in books that we've read before, and one of the things was, um, it was J.I. Packer in Knowing God, and it was when he said, what are you going to do with all this information you've gained? Sure, you're not going to memorize every single verse of the Bible. There's over 31,000. Nobody throughout history has ever memorized every single verse. Mm -hmm. Just not going to happen. But... There's a lot of information to be had, and so there's a lot of information to be shared. So, just kind of getting the round table here's opinion on maybe some good ways, like how to get into that. Like, discipleship can be a hard thing for a lot of people because it can be scary to talk to people about the Bible. So, Dean, and your, like, just times of fellowship and discipling someone, I mean, I know you're 15, 16? 15, yeah. All right. So, I mean... But there are times like you're getting into that age where you're about to be a man. And I mean, Troy would disagree with me and already say that you are. But, I mean, by age, technically you're still a child. But there are still people you can disciple and you can have fellowship with. And you can teach about evangelism. So how would you go about teaching someone just how to get into discipling someone or how to do evangelism? Uh, well, it's definitely important to have the right motivation because I've had struggles where I wouldn't want... I'd have an opportunity and be like, eh, I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do right now. But motivation is helpful. Um, definitely having the right kind of like tools as well, making sure you're equipped with the Word, and that's what the Bible tells us to do. We have to be mm -hmm. equipped with that knowledge, and we have uh, we just have to be ready for those opportunities. Um, I've done chapel for my school, so... I preached and I want to do it again because I thought it was a good time. <laughs> I thought it was helpful, yeah. I think, for some people. And if not, well, then God has other plans for that. But I want to do it again, and I feel like um, definitely going out in the community is a great way uh, to spread what we're told to do. So that's what I'd say for that. I'm going to hop back onto your point. Mm -hmm. I did because I was curious of... If any, what, if somebody has memorized the entirety of the Bible, mm. or if not, how close they have gotten. Yeah. Tom Mayer, okay. the Bible Memory Man, that's his <laughs> nickname. He was born May nineteen, May nineteen seventy six, and he was able to quote over twenty complete ver, complete verses. Yes, verses. Good. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. It's still recording. Okay. You're good. He was able to quote. Over 20 complete books of the Bible. Nice. From memory. So I think it's safe to say he is the closest. And that's still pretty far off. Not even yeah. a third. Yeah. That's still yeah. not even a third. Yeah. But, so, Riley, let's say I can ask you the same question about the importance of, like, discipleship. I mean, you are someone that Kinzer calls on often when he doesn't, he's not there and able to preach. Or even if he wants to have someone else come. What do you, I mean, your, your feelings and the importance of discipling the younger generation that's to follow, even after you and you're only 18, 
how, how important do you see that in giving them the right tools at such an early age? I mean, you hear it a lot, especially if you go to conferences or you, or you really get to talking about discipleship, right? We're only one generation away mm-hmm. from, like, losing mm-hmm. Christianity and mm-hmm. all hope in Christianity, mm-hmm. right? Or for at least, you know, most of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, discipleship mm-hmm. is what is keeping us away from that because if you're just a believer mm-hmm. and you fully believe in God yeah. and you know you know God you're you know you're a, a quote unquote good Christian right but you don't share the word who's going to be there when you die because you do die mm-hmm. everybody dies life is limited yeah. yeah so your time here is limited is limited so that time is used for you to a become a Christian and then B, disciple somebody mm-hmm. so that there will be more Christians, right? And along that, you're going to do your things. You're going to, you're going to read the Bible. You're going to pray. You're going to mm-hmm. you know, worship God. You're going to do all of these things, but you need to make sure that you are discipling somebody, mm-hmm. you know, just so that Christianity mm-hmm. goes on. Yeah. And like... Like a practical, how do I do, like, where is my person? You know, like, who's that person? Well, it's probably someone who you see a lot. Yeah. It's like you're not just going out in the street and being like, that guy. (laughs) I'm a disciple you, my boy. It's like, oh, all right. This is, this guy's crazy. But like, you know, for Riley, it could be, you know, he's working with Ethan now. And, you know, Ethan's older than him, but... You know, they're both believers. Riley is going to be pouring into Ethan. Ethan can be pouring into Riley. You know, Joe on the work site might be pouring into both of them. Yeah. You know, Alex works beside people at his job, and obviously we're married, so we're discipling our wives. Um, Riley has you guys have siblings. Um, no siblings. No. Me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I have a sister. Riley has a sister. I was gonna. I was trying to include no, all three no, of you. No siblings that. for you. Um, Just me and Dean. Happened? I was trying to include all of you with that. Um, so, like, who is that person? And, like, God has probably given you rhythms in his sovereignty for you to have a certain well, person or people to disciple. Paul know Timothy's? He knew Timothy's. He knew his grandma. And, grandma yeah. and mother, yeah, because that's what he says. Yeah. And that's that's where I started reading, just because, you know, I'm in the stage of being discipled, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And that's where I... That's where I've accidentally just started taking off to just reading the whole Bible because, like, mm-hmm. I just stopped paying attention to what book I was in. I just mm-hmm. kept reading. So that's also helpful. <laughs> just mm-hmm. find a book, read it, don't know where to go next, just keep going. Yeah. But, yeah, just you see how much Paul is pouring his life into Timothy. Mm-hmm. And in that book, you know, Timothy's already, he's got his own mission work. Mm-hmm. But you see how much Paul cares about every Christian in the surrounding area. He's like, these brothers, you know, go go and encourage these. Mm-hmm. Meet these people. These people, I'm sending them before me. Mm-hmm. You know, meet them, greet them with open doors. These people are false teachers. Mm-hmm. Shun them. Like, don't yeah. let them ruin what we have. Mm-hmm. So you see, you have to care about other Christians and other people. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you brought up an interesting point earlier, Riley, with generation loss. Mm-hmm. It will come to a point where enough data is lost between us. If we don't, if we don't go out and spread that, mm-hmm. spread the word, mm-hmm. 
it will eventually. I don't think it will become lost to history because, mm-hmm. I mean, Christianity the Bible, has the Bible died many there. times, but God knows yeah. the way out of a grave. Right. So. And, and, and the problem now is <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that you know Christianity is dying. Mm-hmm. It's that Christianity is getting blurred. Yeah. There. There are multiple churches. Yes, multiple churches with LGBTQ flags hanging up outside their doors. I I think we have, and Tozer talks about this, and he he actually (coughs) had a stat on it, I don't remember, but the amount of, like, actual teachers that you have is far skewed, or is far less than the amount of false teachers you have. Mm, Yeah. So too many people teaching false information. There's, like, there are too many young Christians not by age, but by maturity right. in Christianity, mm-hmm. that when something is said, they don't like pick up on it. Right. So like, read your Bible. Yeah. Well, well, and because of the internet now, we have so much false information well, spread. So like Kelsey and I, before we went to the basketball game last night to watch Southwestern play, Brad Pitt has a new movie coming out, and you'll understand my point of this. It's called <laughs> Babylon. So first off. That immediately pings me, mm-hmm. and then there's um, it's Margot Robbie is like the co-female star, and she's like talking to someone. She says, "Let's build something that history will remember us for," and that is literally from Genesis 11. <laughs> yeah. And to an unseasoned Christian, that yeah. just goes right over your head, just like mm-hmm. okay, cool. But like to me and Kelsey, that's that snaps, yeah. and you're just like, "Wait, what did he just say?" Mm-hmm. And you're like, "How'd that go last time?" <laughs> and and I don't know what the movie's about. I'm yeah. not going to go watch it because I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But um, anything titled Babylon, I'm probably not going to go watch. But um, it's just one of those things like you, they, like it's Hollywood and false teachers and things trying to just sneak stuff well, in. And especially uh, eisegetical. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. into. Mm-hmm. Ex- Expound. So- <laughs> That's a nice Just word. taking like ice is the Greek for into, ah, so it's okay. when you read into the text, exegetical is digging out. Okay, thank yeah. you. It's exegetical. That's one of the ex out of. Okay, excavate. Excavate. I I figured that one out. <coughs> but that is such a problem. You see, in so many arguments, like, why does this Bible? Why does the Bible say this? It's like this mm-hmm. is like so wrong. Like, why are they casting babies on the stones? Mm-hmm. But you're pro-life. Mm-hmm. It's like, can you read? <laughs> <laughs> can you read like another paragraph? Can you please? You have read to, yeah, you have to look at the context yeah. around it. Hey, listen to this. If you want to hear from God, this is how you do it. Here's the questions you have to ask. One, can you read? <laughs> Two, if you can't read, why can't you read? Do you need glasses? Hold on, there are. Do you need contacts? <laughs> illiterate people do exist. Do you need someone to read you the Bible? There we go. Because that's how you hear from God. That's the cycle right. right there. Hey, there you go. Uh, what about deaf illiterate AJ, people? AJ, remember Riley's, Riley's, remember, remember Riley's comment? Read another paragraph. Yeah, it basically just happened to you when you said, "What about illiterate people?" And Kinsler just like, <laughs> had someone read it to you. <laughs> All right, that's that's fair. But um, so the last thing is kind of we're closing out on this one as the last podcast for us for 2022. Um, this is yeah, well, because next next Sunday's Christmas, and then the one after that's January first. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. But we having a New Year's party. <laughs> um, so 
one interesting question because we've talked about it. Once you read the Bible once and you have all these other tools, doesn't mean that you shouldn't read the Bible again. So how long should you wait before you decide to read the Bible cover to cover again? In your opinion, and say if anybody can answer the question, I'm just genuinely curious what your thoughts are. Cover to cover? Yeah. I, I think that's personal preference, right, to be honest enough. with you. I think, I mean, really, it also depends on how much time you have on your hands. Mm-hmm. If you're laying in bed instead of, like, scrolling through social media, mm-hmm. you can pick that book up. I know book. Mm-hmm. Ancient technology. But you can pick that up and read through manually yeah. mm-hmm. whenever you have time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that can be on bus. I know, I mean, Dean and I, we've been, had so much time on our hands recently with basketball games. We recently, yesterday, we drove, or the team drove up. We were already in Indy. But, I mean, we had a two-hour drive. I was driving, so obviously I couldn't read while I was driving. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you can use that. There we go. (laughs) Could be listening to. Pop in the Bible audiobook. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you can, when you have that much time on your hands and you're not doing anything with it, instead of popping open Plants vs. Zombies like I've been doing, you can pop open Bible Gateway and just read through that. Yeah, that, I agree. Or pick up, pick up an actual that. cover-to-cover Bible. Yeah. I, I will say, and this is just me, and you're going to get a hard argument from me with saying like finding the time because mathematically all you have to do is read four chapters a day to mm-hmm. read a Bible in a year yeah. and you'll finish it in about 290 some odd days. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say what they tell you is was three chapters a day, five on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I don't know. It just, I like that three yeah. and five. But yeah. If you do four, you get it even yeah. quicker. Yeah. You'll get it. You'll get it done. And, and I mean, and that even allows you to miss some days. Yeah. 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 So, it's just, I, I always have frust- got frustrated with the idea of, like, I don't have enough time to read, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's four chapters. Yeah. It, you can make enough time. Mm-hmm. Cooking yeah. dinner while you're waiting mm-hmm. for that meat to brown. Well, yeah. I mean, I know with, like, well, you three aren't in school, but Dean and I still are. I mean, I had just recently finished my senior project. Yes. I was stressing out about that for three weeks. I didn't really have time to do anything else. Yeah. I skipped multiple... Bra- uh, I skipped... Ma- oh, my goodness, I can't speak. I skipped multiple basketball practices just so that I could get that done. Yeah. And I met with Kinzer during one of those days. And, I mean, time is not something we have an infinite amount of. Fair enough. The Bible says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. So... Just you gotta ask yourself: Am I planning my day, or am I just kind of like flying by the seat of my pants? And sometimes I do that. I'm not gonna lie. I fly by the seat of my pants. I don't plan out my week schedule like I should. And I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to answer to the Lord for like Kinzer. Why did you spend November first through seventh in like no planning and just kind of like if you bring me something, God, great. Like, why didn't I, like, look to, like, sit down with Mason and talk with him, like, when I should have? Like, I had it on my mind, but I didn't do it. And, and like, I did not. Some weeks and days I don't plan well. But we can and we should. It's right. in my head. 
Are you planning your day around God? Or are you mm. planning God around your day? Mic drop. Bang. Is that where I, is that where I hit the stop button? Well, you can close <laughs> it. Alright, All right, well, AJ, close us on that. No. Uh, <laughs> um, dear Lord, I thank you for this wonderful day that you have given us, Lord. Um, I thank you for allowing me to come join these god this godly group of men um, and just have a great discussion, Lord. Um, I pray that you will allow us to continue going, and I pray that you will help us stay strong in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And we will talk to you guys again in 2023. Mm-hmm. Peace.